0: Section 12 of The Natural History, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bianca. The Natural History, Volume 1, by Pliny the Elder. Translated by John Bostock and Henry Thomas Wiley. Section 12 Chapter 78 Of the First Dial Anaximenes, the Milesian, the disciple of Anaximander, of whom I have spoken above, discovered the theory of shadows, and what is called the art of dialing, and he was the first who exhibited at Lacedaemon the dial which they call Scyothericon. CHAPTER 79 OF THE MODE IN WHICH THE DAYS ARE COMPUTED The days have been computed by different people in different ways. The Babylonians reckoned from one sunrise to the next, the Athenians from one sunset to the next, the Umbrians from noon to noon, the multitude universally from light to darkness. The Roman priests and those who presided over the civil day also the Egyptians, and Hipparchus, from midnight to midnight. It appears that the interval from one sunrise to the next is less near the solstices than near the equinoxes, because the position of the zodiac is more oblique about its middle part and more straight near the solstice. Chapter 80. Of the difference of nations as depending on the nature of the world. To these circumstances we must add those that are connected with certain celestial causes. There can be no doubt that the Ethiopians are scorched by their vicinity to the sun's heat, and they are born like persons who have been burnt, with the beard and hair frizzled, while in the opposite and frozen parts of the earth there are nations with white skins and long light hair. The latter are savage, from the inclemency of the climate, while the former are dull from its variableness. We learn, from the form of the legs, that in the one the fluids, like vapour, are forced into the upper parts of the body, while in the other, being a gross humour, it is drawn downwards into the lower parts. In the cold regions savage beasts are produced, and in the others various forms of animals, And many kinds of birds. In both situations the body grows tall, in the one case by the force of fire and in the other by the nutritive moisture. In the middle of the earth there is a salutary mixture of the two, a tract fruitful in all things, the habits of the body holding a mean between the two, with a proper tempering of colors. The manners of the people are gentle, the intellect clear the genius fertile and capable of comprehending every part of nature. They have formed empires, which has never been done by the remote nations, yet these latter have never been subjected by the former, being severed from them and remaining solitary, from the effect produced on them by their savage nature. Chapter 81 Of Earthquakes According to the doctrine of the Babylonians, earthquakes and cleft of the earth, and occurrences of this kind, are supposed to be produced by the influence of the stars, especially of the tree to which they ascribe thunder, and to be caused by the stars moving with the sun, or being in conjunction with it, and more particularly when they are in the quartile aspect. If we are to credit the report, a most admirable and immortal spirit, as it were of a divine nature, should be ascribed to Anaximander the Milesian, who, they say, warned the Lacedaemonians to beware of their city and their houses. For he predicted that an earthquake was at hand, when both the whole of their city was destroyed, and a large portion of Mount Tayetos, which projected in the form of a ship, was broken off and added farther ruin to the previous destruction. Another prediction is ascribed to Pherecydes, the master of Pythagoras, and this was divine. By a draught of water from a well, he foresaw and predicted that there would be an earthquake in that place. And if these things be true, how nearly do these individuals approach to the deity, even during their lifetime? but I leave every one to judge of these matters as he pleases. I certainly conceive the winds to be the cause of earthquakes, for the earth never trembles except when the sea is quite calm, and when the heavens are so tranquil that the birds cannot maintain their flight, all the air which should support them being withdrawn, nor does it ever happen until after great winds, the gust being pent up as it were. In the fissures and concealed hollows. For the trembling of the earth resembles thunder in the clouds, nor does the yawning of the earth differ from the bursting of the lightning, the enclosed air struggling and striving to escape. CHAPTER 82 OF CLEFTS OF THE EARTH The earth is shaken in various ways, and wonderful effects are produced, In one place the walls of cities being thrown down, and in others swallowed up by a deep cleft. Sometimes great masses of earth are heaped up, and rivers forced out, sometimes even flame and hot springs, and at others the course of rivers is turned. A terrible noise precedes and accompanies the shock, sometimes a murmuring, like the lowing of cattle, or like human voices, or the clashing of arms. This depends on the substance which receives the sound, and the shape of the caverns or crevices through which it issues, it being more shrill from a narrow opening, more hoarse from one that is curved, producing a loud reverberation from hard bodies, a sound like boiling fluid from moist substances, fluctuating in stagnant water, and roaring when forced against solid bodies. There is, therefore, often the sound without any motion. Nor is it a simple motion, but one that is tremulous and vibratory. The cleft sometimes remains, displaying what it has swallowed up, sometimes concealing it, the mouth being closed and the soil being brought over it, so that no vestiges left, the city being, as it were, devoured, and the tract of country engulfed. Maritime districts are more especially subject to shocks, Nor are mountainous tracts exempt from them. I have found, by my inquiries, that the Alps and the Apennines are frequently shaken. The shocks happen more frequently in the autumn and in the spring, as is the case also with thunder. There are seldom shocks in Gaul and in Egypt. In the latter, it depends on the prevalence of summer, in the former of winter. They also happen more frequently in the night than in the day. The greatest shocks are in the morning and the evening, but they often take place at daybreak and sometimes at noon. They also take place during eclipses of the sun and of the moon, because at that time storms are lulled. They are most frequent when great heat succeeds to showers, or showers succeed to great heat. CHAPTER 83 SIGNS OF AN APPROACHING EARTHQUAKE there is no doubt that earthquakes are felt by persons on shipboard, as they are struck by a sudden motion of the waves, without these being raised by any gust of wind. And things that are in the vessel shake as they do in houses, and give notice by their creaking. Also the birds, when they settle upon the vessels, are not without their alarms. There is also a sign in the heavens, for, when a shock is near at hand, Either in the daytime or a little after sunset, a cloud is stretched out in the clear sky, like a long thin line. The water in wells is also more turbid than usual, and it emits a disagreeable odour. Chapter 84 Preservatives Against Future Earthquakes These same places, however, afford protection, and this is also the case where there is a number of caverns, for they give vent to the confined vapour, a circumstance which has been remarked in certain towns which have been less shaken, where they have been excavated by many sewers. And in the same town, those parts that are excavated are safer than the other parts, as is understood to be the case at Naples in Italy, the part of it which is solid, being more liable to injury. Arched buildings are also the most safe also the angles of walls the shocks counteracting each other walls made of brick also suffer less from the shocks there is also a great difference in the nature of the motions where various motions are experienced it is the safest when it vibrates and causes a creaking in the building and where it swells and rises upwards and settles with an alternate motion it is also harmless when the buildings coming together but against each other, in opposite directions, for the motions counteract each other. A movement like the rolling of waves is dangerous, or when the motion is impelled in one direction. The tremors cease when the vapour bursts out, but if they do not soon cease, they continue for forty days, generally indeed for a longer time, some have lasted even for one or two years. CHAPTER 85 PRODIGIES OF THE EARTH WHICH HAVE OCCURRED ONCE ONLY A great prodigy of the earth which never happened more than once, I have found mentioned in the books of the Etruscan ceremonies, as having taken place in the district of Mutina, during the consulship of Lucius Marcius and Sextus Julius. Two mountains rushed together falling upon each other with a very loud crash, and then receding, while in the daytime flame and smoke issued from them, a great crowd of Roman knights, and families of people, and travellers on the Emilian Way being spectators of it. All the farmhouses were thrown down by the shock, and a great number of animals that were in them were killed. It was in the year before the Social War, and I am in doubt whether this event or the civil commotions were more fatal to the territory of italy the prodigy which happened in our own age was no less wonderful in the last year of the emperor nero as i have related in my history of his times when certain fields and olive grounds in the district of Marucinum, belonging to factius marcellus a roman knight the steward of nero changed places with each other although the public highway was interposed chapter eighty six wonderful circumstances attending earthquakes inundations of the sea take place at the same time with earthquakes the water being impregnated with the same spirit and received into the bosom of the earth which subsides the greatest earthquake which has occurred in our memory was in the reign of tiberius by which twelve cities of asia were laid prostrate in one night They occurred the most frequently during the Punic War, when we had accounts brought to Rome of fifty-seven earthquakes in the space of a single year. It was during this year that the Carthaginians and the Romans, who were fighting at the Lake Trasimenes, were neither of them sensible of a very great shock during the battle. Nor is it an evil merely consisting in the danger which is produced by the motion. It is an equal or a greater evil when it is considered as a prodigy the city of Rome never experienced a shock which was not the forerunner of some great calamity. Chapter 87. In what places the sea has receded. The same cause produces an increase of the land, the vapour when it cannot burst out, forcibly lifting up the surface. For the land is not merely produced by what is brought down from the rivers as the islands called Echinates are formed by the river Acheloos, and the greater part of Egypt by the Nile, where, according to Homer, it was a day and a night's journey from the mainland to the island of Pharos, but in some cases by the receding of the sea, as according to the same author was the case with the Circaean islands. The same thing also happened in the harbour of Ambracia, for a space of ten thousand paces And was also said to have taken place for five thousand at the Piraeus of Athens, and likewise at Ephesus, where formerly the sea washed the walls of the temple of Diana. Indeed, if we may believe Herodotus, the sea came beyond Memphis, as far as the mountains of Ethiopia, and also from the plains of Arabia. The sea also surrounded Ilium and the whole of Tuthuania, and covered the plain through which the meander flows. CHAPTER 88. THE MODE IN WHICH ISLANDS RISE UP. Land is sometimes formed in a different manner, rising suddenly out of the sea, as if nature was compensating the earth for its losses, restoring in one place what she had swallowed up in another. CHAPTER 89. WHAT ISLANDS HAVE BEEN FORMED, AND AT WHAT PERIODS? Delos and Rhodes, islands which have now long been famous, are recorded to have risen up in this way. More lately there have been some smaller islands formed, Enapha, which is beyond Milos, Nia, between Lemnos and the Hellespont, Haloni, between Labados and Theos, Thera and Theresea, among the Cyclades, in the fourth year of the 135th Olympiad. And among the same islands, 130 years afterwards, Hyra, also called Atomati, made its appearance also Thea, at the distance of two stadia from the former, one hundred and ten years afterwards, in our own times, when M. Junius Silanus and L. Balbus were consuls, on the eighth of the Ides of July. Opposite to us, and near to Italy, among the Aeolian islands, an island emerged from the sea, and likewise one near Crete, twenty-five hundred paces in extent, and with warm springs in it another made its appearance in the third year of the one hundred and sixty third olympiad in the tuscan gulf burning with a violent explosion there is a tradition too that a great number of fishes were floating about the spot and that those who employed them for food immediately expired it is said that the pithecusan islands rose up in the same way in the bay of campania and that shortly afterwards the mountain from which flame had suddenly burst forth, was reduced to the level of the neighbouring plain. In the same island it is said that a town was sunk in the sea, that in consequence of another shock a lake burst out, and that by a third Procritus was formed into an island, the neighbouring mountains being rolled away from it. Chapter 90. Lands which have been separated by the sea. In the ordinary course of things, islands are also formed by this means. The sea has torn Sicily from Italy, Cyprus from Syria, Aboya from Boeotia, Atalante and Macris from Aboya, Bespicus from Bithynia, and Lucosia from the promontory of the Sirens. Chapter ninety one Islands which have been united to the mainland. Again, islands are taken from the sea and added to the mainland. Antissa to Lesbos, Cephirium to Halicarnassus, Esusa to Mindus, Tomiscus and Perni to Miletus, Narthicusa to the promontory of Parthenium. Hybenda, which was formerly an island of Ionia, is now 200 stadia distant from the sea. Sirius is now become a part of Ephesus, and in the same neighbourhood, Thuasidas and Sophonia form part of Magnesia, while Epidaurus and Oricum are no longer islands. Chapter 92 Lands which have been totally changed into seas. The sea has totally carried off certain lands. And first of all, if we are to believe Plato, for an immense space where the Atlantic Ocean is now extended. More lately, we see what has been produced by our inland sea. Acarnania has been overwhelmed by the Ambracian Gulf, Achaia by the Corinthian, Europe and Asia by the Propontis and Pontus. And besides these, the sea has rent asunder Lucas, Anthurium, the Hellespont, and the Tubosphory. CHAPTER 93. LANDS WHICH HAVE BEEN SWALLOWED UP and not to speak of bays and gulfs, the earth feeds on itself. It has devoured the very high mountain of Cybotus, with the town of Curites, also Sipelas in Magnesia, and formerly, in the same place, a very celebrated city, which was called Tantalis. Also, the land belonging to the cities Galenis and Gamalis in Phoenicia, together with the cities themselves, also Phygium, the most lofty rich in Ethiopia nor are the shores of the sea more to be depended upon chapter ninety four cities which have been absorbed by the sea the sea near the palis has carried away Pyrrha and antissa also elytse and bura in the gulf of corinth traces of which places are visible in the ocean from the island sia it has seized on thirty thousand paces which were suddenly torn off, with many persons on them. In Sicily also, the half of the city of Tindaris, and all the part of Italy which is wanting. In like manner, it carried off Illusina in Boeotia. Chapter 95. Offence in the Earth But let us say no more of earthquakes, and of whatever may be regarded as the sepulchres of cities let us rather speak of the wonders of the earth than of the crimes of nature but by hercules the history of the heavens themselves would not be more difficult to relate the abundance of metals so various so rich so prolific rising up during so many ages when throughout all the world so much is every day destroyed by fire by waste by shipwreck by wars and by frauds and while so much is consumed by luxury and by such a number of people. The figures on gems so multiplied in their forms, the variously colored spots on certain stones and the whiteness of others, excluding everything except light, the virtues of medicinal springs and the perpetual fires bursting out in so many places for so many ages, the exhalation of deadly vapors either emitted from caverns or from certain unhealthy districts some of them fatal to birds alone, as at Serecte, a district near the city, others to all animals, except to man, while others are so to men also, as in the country of Sinuesa and Puteoli. They are generally called Vents, and, by some persons, carons, Sewers, from their exhaling a deadly vapour. Also at Amzanctum in the country of the Herpini, at the temple of Mephites, there is a place which kills all those who enter it. And the same takes place at Hierapolis, in Asia, where no one can enter with safety, except the priest of the great mother of the gods. In other places, there are prophetic caves, where those who are intoxicated with the vapour which rises from them, predict future events, as at the most noble of all oracles, Delphi. In which cases, what mortal is there who can assign any other cause than the divine power of nature, which is everywhere diffused, and thus bursts forth in various places. CHAPTER 96 OF CERTAIN LANDS WHICH ARE ALWAYS SHAKING, AND OF FLOATING ISLANDS There are certain lands which shake when anyone passes over them, as in the territory of the Gabii, not far from the city of Rome, there are about 200 acres which shake when cavalry passes over it. The same thing takes place at Weati. There are certain islands, which are always floating, as in the territory of the Secuum and of the above-mentioned Riati, of Mutina, and of Stetonia. In the lake of Vadimonis, and the waters of Cutilia, there is a dark wood which is never seen in the same place for a day and a night together. In Lydia, the islands named Calamine are not only driven about by the wind, but may be even pushed at pleasure from place to place by Poles. Many citizens saved themselves by this means in the Mithridatic war. There are some small islands in the Nymphaeus called the Dancers, because, when choruses are sung, they are moved by the motions of those who beat time. In the great Italian lake of Tarchini. there are two islands with groves on them, which are driven about by the wind, so as at one time to exhibit the figure of a triangle and that another of a circle, but they never form a square. End of section twelve, recorded by Bianca in Utrecht, the Netherlands, in January two thousand and nine.